May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be always acceptable in your sight, O God, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. In the Gospel today, we are in number three of a cycle of interactions between Jesus and his disciples, where Jesus talks about his upcoming uh, suffering and death, and the disciples rejected in some way or another, seem to misunderstand, and then Jesus teaches them about what discipleship, authentic discipleship, really means, what it means to follow, to be a follower. And so before we get too judgy uh, about James and John, the sons of Zebedee, um, I think it's good to try to understand them a little bit. I don't know if you've ever heard or been asked or even used this expression, um, don't get mad with what I'm about to tell you. Uh, um, I've heard it a few times, um, uh, mostly when I'm yeah, hearing about something from my kids, but um, I've also used it a couple times uh, when I have um, done something uh, that I'm not uh, uh, very proud of. James and John are approaching Jesus sort of in that way. Before they even ask him the question, they say, um, we want you to give us what we're about to ask for. You know, don't, 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 don't get mad. Give, just, just, just prove, just promise to give us whatever we ask for. There's another saying that you might have heard might have used, uh, which is, you, they can't say yes if you don't ask, right? So for James and John, the sons of Zebedee, are uh, approaching Jesus maybe with that attitude. Um, if we don't ask, we can't get what we want. And then one commentator says that it's not clear, it's not clear in the Old Testament that the cup is always a cup of suffering. Sometimes this cup is in reference to um, a, a full cup, a cup of, of celebration, a cup of joy. It's not just the cup of suffering. And so before we feel um, a little bit self-righteous about James and John. I think it's good for us to think with compassion, to look on them and hear their fear with compassion, to hear their petition with compassion in the sense that somehow Sometimes we are all sons and daughters of Zebedee. Some way, sometime, we, like James and John, give in to our fear, give in to our obtuseness to not to see 
what's right in front of our faces. Sometimes we want assurances that we know maybe not based in reality. Sometimes we see with scarcity a hardship that will bring suffering, that will bring goodness to others. Sometimes we are all some way or another sons and daughters of Zebedee, working out of a selfishness, even as we try to follow the one who gave his all for us. So just remember that phrase, sometimes we are all sons and daughters of Zebedee. Jesus responds to that weakness in them by reminding them, by teaching them that the way of Christ is the way of transformation that comes through servanthood. And in Mark, discipleship is used, is, is, is likened to servanthood and being the slave to all way more than any other metaphor. Transformation comes through servanthood. Service is a means of grace. Service is a means of grace. And it's so easy to forget that. To serve, to sacrifice, to give on behalf of others is a way to transform our own lives, our very being, and the world in which we live. And there is no other way than to sacrifice for the common good, than to serve the least of these, than to give up things that will help others live and live into fullness of life. Brene Brown talks about hustling for our worth. And that is something we do not have to do. James and John's hustle for their worth here. They forget that the way to wholeness, the way to transformation, the means of grace here is serving others. In this gospel, we are reminded, warned really, not to put our faith in a messianic leader who uses whatever power they have over people instead of using whatever power they have for and with people. That the type of leadership that we look for in the church and disciples of Christ is not power over, but power with. Not to put our faith in those 
who would categorize the community into winners and losers, into the dominant and submissive, into the worthy and unworthy, into the rich and to the poor, into the weak and to the strong. That the leadership of the church is to be gracious, sacrificial, and serve the dignity of every human being and for justice in our world. And while we're doing that, don't fall into the temptation of getting a messianic complex. There is only one Savior, and that is Jesus the Christ. So be careful of those who would set themselves up to be another Messiah, and be cautious not to develop a messianic complex of our own. As one commentator said, self-sacrifice must not become simply self-denial as an end to itself. Self-sacrifice for a disciple of Jesus Christ must be in the service of something higher than self. The promise of the gospel is that in the sacrifice of self for others, not only will a higher and better self emerge, but the reign of God will continue to unfold. So be compassionate when you see others bumbling. Remember that transformation comes through service, and remember that there is only one Savior. I mentioned St. Francis last week, but this prayer, which is attributed to St. Francis, I believe is a beautiful way to summarize what I've been trying to say. Lord, make us instruments of your peace. Where there is hatred, let us sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is discord, union. Where there is darkness, light. Where there is sadness, joy where there is despair, hope. Grant that we may not so much seek to be consoled as to console, to be understood as to understand, to be loved as to love. For it is in giving that we receive. It is in pardoning that we are pardoned. And it is in dying that we are born to eternal life. Amen.